Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Digging the Vibes with yours truly, the Digs. That's me. So uh, here we go, episode three. Man, I'm keeping it going, and my audience is growing. I think I'm at a uh, 17 listeners or somewhere around about. So that's pretty badass. Uh, yeah, man. So hope everybody's doing good, and uh, I think I'm doing all right. I just uh, thought I'd get on the mic this evening and uh, talk a little bit. Get another episode out there for you guys before I get out of town. Um, I'm headed out up north for a little bit. But uh, yeah, man, today I want to talk not about beer, believe it or not. I'm going to talk about some music, uh, as I said I would, because uh, music's my my medicine, my therapy, uh, probably my first passion. And uh, I'm going to discuss a little bit of reggae music. So trying to figure out like where my my love for reggae music officially uh, kind of came from. I was trying to think about like when did I first really start getting into uh, reggae, you know. And in all honesty, believe it or not, for me, it was not Bob Marley and the Wailers. Um, although I love Bob and, you know, all the Marleys and stuff. But um, I was thinking about it. And uh, my dad, my family is international. Like my dad is from, uh, you know, he was from Amsterdam, from the Netherlands. Uh, my mom's from Chile, South America, uh, Valparaiso, Chile. And um, so I think it was a trip I took to Holland with my family when, I don't know, in the, in the 80s sometime. And when we were down there visiting my grandparents for a while, um, I got hip to this Dutch group uh, called Dumar. Uh, which Dumar is actually um, the intro music on my podcast. And um, I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know that sound was considered reggae or whatever. I didn't probably didn't even know what reggae was. And I just, you know, if it had some good beats and good tunes, good lyrics, whatever, I was digging it. So, but um, yeah, it was, I think it was Dumar. Uh, they had a, they had a vibe that, you know, when I look back at it, like they know some of my first doses of some, some reggae. I think, at least reggae styling, so to say, and that, um, you know, then my dad, you know, he had taken a trip, um, he was a, a sales consultant, international sales consultant, and traveled uh, pretty abroad, and he was in Jamaica, and then brought home a, uh, he went to Bob Marley's museum in Jamaica there, and brought me home the Babylon by Bus cassette that I played the shit out of, I think I ended up popping it or whatever, um, so I think that was my first dosage of, um, Bob, not even legend or nothing like that. Um, but yeah, but then I think it might've been my senior year in high school. Um, I went to visit my dad and I went over the holidays, just him and I to go visit my, uh, my step grandmother, um, in Holland and went to see some cousins and I was with my cousins and I, I, recall vividly like we went bike riding and whatnot and I got hip to a um to a song called Rat in the Kitchen and it was it was a really cool song. I thought the lyrics were funny and all like rat in the kitchen, whatever. And uh I was like, you know, who sings this? And my my cousin told me it was a group called UB forty. So I got hip to UB forty and um I ended up uh getting my hands on the best of UB forty volume one uh, overseas over there in Holland and brought it back. And throughout the years, I listened to the shit out of that cassette, man. I, I loved that, that UB40, like 
not all of their stuff, but just that that cassette right there um, was was my shit, no doubt. Um, I love it to this day. And um, I think then when I moved to Atlanta, um, I had that cassette, and a friend of mine borrowed it. And yeah, cassettes, that's how old I am. But um, But I had a friend borrow it, and I never got it back. So I was like, son of a bitch. So then I was on a mission to find it. So um, I ended up going on eBay, you know, when eBay was hot. And I found a copy, and it was an import. So it cost me about, I think, 40 or 50 bucks to get the CD um, because it was an, imp- an import um, from the UK or whatever. And um, But I, I loved it, and I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to buy it. So it was awesome. I, I had it. Then, um, yeah, long story short. Being a nice guy that I am, let my friend borrow a CD so they could burn it or whatever. I don't know where the hell that one went. I think I know who took it or who had it at the time. But so then it came around to uh, copy number three. I was dating a girl that was working at a a blockbuster music in Athens, Georgia. um, Over there, I think it was Alps Road in Athens. And... uh, I went to go see her one time, and she was working, and I stumbled across that CD over there. Um, also, pretty high priced, but you know, my girl hooked me up. I think I got it for like she charged me like four dollars for it or something. So, yeah, so that was great. So yeah, man. So, so yeah, I think UB40 was was pretty much one of the the bangers that really got me into reggae, along with that Babylon by Bus cassette, um, and uh. I think, you know, my brother, you know, he listened to the police a good bit. I got hip to the police, and they have some strong uh, reggae influences and whatnot. And I think Dumar and Holland, um, Dumar, I think, they they have strong police influences. So, um, so yeah, those those were like my go-tos. I was, I was digging all those. And just throughout the years, and when I lived here in Atlanta, um, one Christmas, I don't know if it was my folks, I think it was my bro. Um, he got me a um, the Bob Marley Songs of Freedom um, CD book, um, not the not the box one you can get now. Like when it first came out, it was actually a, a cool ass book, like a long narrow book that folded open and had like I think it was four CDs, four or six. Shit, I don't know. I still have it, but I, I don't know what it is right now. But I think it's four. Um, but man, I listened to that thing over and over again, and just. I love the sound, I love the vibes, and just, you know, I started actually studying or researching reggae music and looking at documentaries about the where things started and so forth and so on, and, um, but yeah, there's, believe it or not, there's all kind of reggae music, you have uh, German reggae, Dutch, you know, Jamaican, Chilean, uh, East Coast, West Coast, you know, there's, there's a bunch of variations of it, but I think a lot also what intrigued me is like some of the first music I heard that I thoroughly enjoyed that had horns and me being a trumpet player, I really vibed with that and connected with that. So, uh, that was, that was pretty cool. So, uh, that was a lot of good times, uh, with the reggae scene. And then throughout the years, like I just started digging more and more reggae, finding about, finding out about more and more artists. Uh, I was listening to, to run DMC back in the day with the King of Rock, you know, album, and um, they have a song called Roots Rap Reggae, and I uh, had King Yellow Man on there, and I, I was not familiar with King Yellow Man at the time, and 
but he's a, a reggae legend from Jamaica as well. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so I found out about him, started looking him up, got more hip to, to some of his stuff. And then it got around to Ika Mouse and uh, you had um, like Bougie Bonton and Steel Pulse. And I mean, shit, the list goes on and on. But it's just like I, I, I couldn't get enough. Like, I love it. Like, I listen to everything. I think I've told you all that before. I listen to all kind of music. But I think on the regular, on the daily, I'm throwing down on, on some reggae. Sometime throughout the day, I'm getting a couple of reggae joints in. So um, it's just it's just feel-good music, man. I know a lot of people vibe with it. Um, I know a lot of people just know, uh, especially you know us Americans in the States, I guess my generation, whenever we just think Bob Marley legend, you know, Bob Marley and the legend, uh, excuse me, ugh, can't even talk, I'm tired. Um, Bob Marley and the Whalers legend album, you know, um, which is uh, an all-time classic, obviously. But um, yeah, that's what I think a bunch of us growing up, probably that's the first reggae music we've heard. Some some of you might be the only music, only reggae music you've heard, like only people know Bob Marley. But uh, man, the Marleys, man, that's a, that's a legendary family right there. There's a lot of Marleys that are on the scene. Damien, Ziggy, Kimani, Julian. I mean, Jesus, who else? Uh, I mean, there's ass loads of them, for real. Like Ziggy. I mean, Ziggy's my dude. I love some Ziggy. I mean, I love them all. I really do. Like, they all have their own different styles. All reggae, but all different styles. But, but uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's just good shit. Like, not just chilling on the beach or hanging by the pool. It's just, it puts you in a different frame of mind. It's, it's awesome. Um... You know, some people prefer metal, some people prefer rap, some people prefer country. Um, but you you can never go wrong with some with some reggae music, man. I I, I go to tons and I, I I express that. I mean, emphasize. I go to tons of reggae shows. And uh I've never been to a reggae show where something jumped off where, you know, someone bumped into you and spilled your beer or you spill their beer. And they instantly want to fight or some shit like that, you know. It's always about love. Like, dude, like, I'm so sorry. You know, let me get you another beer or this, that, and the other. And it's just, just, it's just a vibe at those shows that I can't even begin to describe. It's something you have to experience for yourself. But it's a feel-good show. You don't have to worry about any, you know, idiots. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's there to enjoy the show and dancing. And, you know, it's just, I mean, I got a, my crew when reggae shows come, well, I got a big concert crew anyway, but a lot of the reggae shows, um, we always roll pretty deep at the reggae shows, and I can be out of town and run into a buddy of mine at a reggae show, and you know, I can be in Asheville or anywhere else, and more than likely, I'm going to run into someone I know just through the reggae scene, and it's just good stuff. I mean, hands down, good stuff, and uh, it's just, you know, if I'm in a pissed off mood or something, I want to cool out, I throw on you know, some reggae tunes and, you know, throughout the years now that I, I don't play pretty much, I don't play anymore, really. I mean, not that I, I can't, it's just, you know, I just don't pick up my horns. You know, I got, I still got them here. I still have my trumpet from day one sitting here behind me. Um, I still have it where, you know, I've had that thing since third grade. And plus I have, you know, I have another one to this day I still have, but I just don't pick them up and play them. You know, it's just, I don't, it's not that I don't have inspiration or anything like that, but I just don't have friends that play. Like 
we used to get together and jam and some, but now I don't really have a crew like that. And, you know, we'll link up and go to shows or hit breweries or whatever, but I don't have any friends that really play. Like I have a couple of guitars and, you know, so forth and so on. But, um, but yeah, but the horns and all is just something about it. That's what got me going. Um, I love that sound. It's just great. But, um, you know, and, and back to UB40, Red Red Wine. I mean, I not not my favorite UB40 song, and a lot of you probably don't even know this, but Red Red Wine isn't even an original UB40 song. UB40 plays Red Red Wine. However, it was written by Neil Diamond. This is true. You can get on Spotify, Apple, you know, whatever, Apple Music, and uh, look up Neil Diamond, Red Red Wine. That's the original version of Red Red Wine. And in all honesty, I don't care for that one either. I love Neil Diamond, man. Neil Diamond's the shit. I love Neil Diamond. I've seen him in concert. Um, I've seen UB40 in concert. Um, But yeah, that Neil's version, I don't care for. I like UB40s, but... That's all they ever play on the radio, um, on the airwaves and things. But, yeah, so for those of you who did not know, here's some music trivia for you. Neil Diamond originally wrote Red Red Wine. Excuse me. So, yep, check it out yourself. I shit you not. This is true. So, but, yeah, but, no, where I was going with that, talking about playing and, and not playing anymore, you know, when I moved to Atlanta, I started doing street team stuff, helping bands, and, um, you know, I was working with one band or helping this band, and it started to get to the point where I started, like, working with bands and getting paid to work with bands, and a lot of them just turned out to start being reggae, reggae, you know, artists, and uh, to this day, you know, I, I deal with a batch of, you know, reggae artists, and I love them. I got friends in reggae bands, and, um, you know, back in the day in Buckhead here in Atlanta, when Buckhead was safe, and it was thriving with bars and all, I guess it was, I don't know, around you know, late 90s, 2000s, uh, early 2000s, uh, they had a bar there that was called CJ's Landing. And CJ's Landing was my spot. Um, I, I'd go there almost every weekend if I could. Um, I'd go, there's like a couple clubs side by side. You had CJ's Landing, which is basically reggae. They'd have acoustic artists come play. Uh, they had a little spot in the back that they painted with like, you know, fluorescent paint and black lights and called it the reggae cave and I think the walls if I recall were painted like like you were in like a marijuana field or something you know they just had these marijuana plants like spray painted and painted all on the walls with these black lights and um, I remember seeing mystic vibrations there years ago and it was it was it was a cool time and then uh, next door you had Pat Hurley's backyard which you know played your typical 90s stuff you know 90s alternative like I recall like Beastie Boys, uh, What You Want, they'd always play Insane in the Brain, Cypress Hill, um, Stereo MCs Connected. Those were some of the the hot ones they'd play all the time, you know, over there when I was going around Buckhead. But yeah, man, but sadly CJ's is no longer. And and I got history with CJ's because I was like, I went out there one night with some friends of mine and... um, I, uh, some good friends of mine, actually great friends and we're hanging out and I had a little too much to drink. Go figure. Uh, that's when Foster's oil cans were huge. You know, I don't even think they make them anymore, but yeah, man, it was like 
So I'm at a reggae bar drinking a Foster's oil can from Australia or whatever, Australian for beer. And uh, so I had a little bit too much to drink, and I told this girl I was crazy about her. And uh, that actually, to this day, is actually my wife. So that was the first time I told her I was crazy about her. So it was at CJ's Landing. So, so yeah, so, you know, we got fond memories of CJ's, you know. And uh, I wish it was still around. I wish it would bring it back somehow, some way. And But, you know, we have great venues around here that cater to all kind of music, and, and reggae is one of them. And, uh, yeah, man, so that's 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 my love for reggae. I mean, you know, I can ramble on and on about it and talk about other artists and, you know, but, but just seeing transitions and how things have changed from early, you know, roots reggae stuff to, to now, like with a lot of the states with the East Coast and reggae, I mean, the East Coast and West Coast reggae sounds, um, man, this, I mean, the styles, you know, they've, they've changed to an extent, but they all keep the same old school roots for the most part, which is awesome. And they, they all pay their respects uh, to the, to the greats. And, uh, you know, and, and believe it or not, I've traveled extent, I wouldn't say extensively, but I've, I've been abroad a few places, uh, Central South America, you know, uh, been over in Europe, you know, the Germany, Holland, so forth and so on around the States and things. And, um, you know, I've been over to uh, St. Lucia and Barbados and all, and I flew through Jamaica as a, it was like a quick stop, but I have never been to Jamaica, uh, basically because everybody says, you know, oh man, it's not safe for, for you guys to come because basically I don't want to go to your sandals resorts and shit, man. Like, I don't want to go to an all-inclusive resort and drink my ass off and you know, eat breakfast all day, every day, and bullshit like that, like, I want to go, when I travel, I like to go, like, when I go to Mexico, or, or anywhere, I like to go where the locals go, like, when I go to St. Lucia, or when I go to Mexico, like, I'm like, where do the locals eat, or where do the locals hang, where are the local bars, you know, I want to, like, mingle with the locals and stuff, and if I go to Jamaica, I want to get down to Trenchtown, I want to get down to where, you know, all the guts and stuff of reggae came from and all and and the stuff that I've I've heard about like I want to experience that but they say it's so dangerous and I'm like well shit if I if I can't go if I can't go do what I want to do like fuck it like I'm not going to I'm not going to Jamaica so because you know I'm not going to enjoy a trip to Jamaica laying on a beach at a sandals resort or you know somewhere in Ocho Rios you know hanging out at Duns River Falls or some shit. I mean, I'm sure it's beautiful, but that's not what I'm going to go there for. If I want to go relax and chill at the beach or whatever, I'll go elsewhere. But, but yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, that was just me ranting about that because, you know, it's just I'm not going to go someplace and experience something that, that I don't care to experience, you know. Like, when I travel, like, I want to do what I want to do. And, uh, you know, there's trips I take where I want to relax. There's trips I take for shows. I mean, I road trip like a son of a bitch and go to concerts all the time. I fly to go to concerts sometimes. And, you know, there's other times where, you know, we want to go, you know, kayaking. And we plan that trip solely for, you know, paddling. And um, so if I went to Jamaica, I'd solely plan that trip solely to go take, you know, taking as much history and knowledge as I can about, you know, reggae music and where it all began, so, um, but yeah, you know, and throughout the years, I've actually had the pleasure of meeting 
a lot of the Marleys, man, it's crazy. Like I've, I've, it's, it's wild. And it's, it was like, it's, it was so surreal. Like I've met, you know, Ziggy Marley. I've met Damian Marley. I've met Julian. I've met Kimani. Um, I think there's another one that I've met. I don't know. There's so many of them, but, um, you know, I, I met, you know, family man, Barrett Ashton, family man, Barrett is like one of the original whalers and, um, so that's, that's just been really sick and, and freaking toots in the Maytals legends, rest in peace, toots Hibbert. Um, yeah, man, legends. I, I had the pleasure of meeting him and, um, my wife and I actually, his crew like invited us on this tour bus, man. It was so wild. He was so hospitable and so nice to us. And, um, you know, I still got a picture with him and my wife and, you know, he signed a couple of posters for us, which was really cool. And, um, but yeah, but Sally, he passed a, a few years back and, but, uh, yeah, another reggae legend, man. I mean, there's, there's tons of them and I can go on and on. Uh, it's good stuff. It's just, uh, that's, that's one of my therapies right there, man. Like music makes the world go round. Music's my medicine. Um, you know, everybody has their hobby or their relaxation. You know, you guys, you know, some people binge watch Netflix and shit or watch their shows on TV or read um read books nah man like you know that's that's all good and stuff i watch a little tv uh but you know i i go to shows like if i can go to a show i'll go to a show and not just necessarily reggae like any show but um but if it's reggae like more than likely i'm gonna be on that so uh, i remember when my dad was around he'd say well he'd say like he'd say something like you know hey what are you doing tonight or whatever and i'd be like uh, um, you know, I'm actually going to a show, you know, I'm going to go catch somebody. I'm going to go see Stephen Marley. And he's like, what? Like at damn 10 o'clock at night. Uh, cause that's about, about time when, when, you know, Jamaican, true Jamaican reggae music jumped off concerts like late night. Um, and I was like, yeah, man, I was like, I'm going to a show downtown. And he's like, why don't you keep your ass at home and chill on the sofa, nice and cozy and watch TV or something. I'm like, well, you know, that's, that's not chilling for me that's not relaxing for me like my relaxation is is shows like music period flat out you know it's just I mean don't get me wrong there's times when I like to have my ass laid out on the sofa I mean without a doubt like this weekend the weather kind of sucked I, I chill on the sofa a good bit but um but yeah if I can get out man and catch a show set it up especially if I got friends that want to go I mean all day long if I got the time shit i'll i'll lose sleep in a heartbeat to go to a concert no problem um you know we just recently went to see my buddies the movement in athens uh which is a week night and about an hour drive from my house and uh but hey you know we want to get see our buddies support them and get our reggae fix and uh you know so you know we we road trip i almost went to i think it was clemson last night no today's what today is it's sunday when i'm recording this um, but yeah, the other Friday night, I almost went to Clemson, South Carolina to, to catch a concert, uh, Friday after work, but I didn't, I changed my mind. I was just, I had things to do, but yeah, so yeah, but I, you know, I could go on and on about music and all. I just wanted to throw out another episode for you guys and say hello. And if you're still listening, man, I greatly appreciate you hanging out and listening to me ramble. Um, you know, like I said, you never know what you're going to get with me. You've had a couple episodes with me talking about beer uh this time it was the reggae music and uh you'll probably hear a little bit more of that somewhere down the line but uh 
yeah, I think that's going to be it for tonight, man. I appreciate you. Hope you're digging the vibes. Hope you uh, dug this episode. It was fun. Uh, a little short one, but, you know, I want to throw something out there and hope you enjoyed it. I don't want to bore you too much with a with a long episode. Um, I'm sure some of those will come down the line when I have a couple people on the mic with me. But I uh, hope you guys are, are great. If you like if you like what you're hearing, man, subscribe, download, like, check my shit out, stick around. You never know what you're going to get. And, um, you know, I'll try to bring them out, like, like I said, whenever I feel like talking. It's not a scheduled thing. It's not every week or something like that, like I've said before. Um, I'm just, you know, happy to have some listeners and subscribers. Like, you know, I think I'm at 17 last week or last episode. I was at three, three, three or four. So, yeah, man, watch out. I'm coming at you. 17, big money. But, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. You guys take care of yourselves and uh, get some reggae in. It'll, you know, it'll cleanse your soul. Get some good tunes in, man. You know, listen to some stuff. Good positive, good positive music. And, uh, you know, we'll catch you on the next go round. We'll see you on the next episode. And you guys, uh, we'll holler at you later. Peace. Mm-hmm.